Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is Corey Willis with PBI, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. We wanted to encourage you guys to subscribe to the Diesel Podcast on YouTube. We release all of our podcasts there first, and also there's some exclusive videos that we have showing different builds, whether it's a lift kit or you know something with a turbo or engine or transmission. There's lots of things over there where we can't release it you know, on a podcast, on any of the podcast apps out there. So I want to encourage you guys to search The Diesel Podcast on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe, and you'll get our podcast episodes first there. I also wanted to tell you guys about a really cool discount that we have for you. Avalon King makes a whole host of different products for ceramic coating, you know, waxing, being able to make sure that your vehicle looks as good as it can throughout the whole year. And you know, in the podcast, we're talking with engine builders, transmission builders, racers, people who've done restorations on vehicles. And the one thing that they all have in common is they all want their vehicle to look good. And so they have a coupon code for us. If you go to avalonking.com, you get $25 off your order. And all you have to do is use the coupon code diesel25. And the kits that they have, there, everything's in them that you need. You save a ton of money by ceramic coating your vehicle yourself and make it easier to clean it. So you know, it's, it's always really tough when you spend all day and you know, wash and wax and detail your vehicle and then, then it rains or you get some dust or dirt on it and then you have to do it all over again. So the, uh, the kits from Avalon King make it so that that whole process is much simpler. And in the future, we're going to be looking to chat with some of the experts there and ask them more about ceramic coating and some of the details of keeping a vehicle well-maintained and with the price of new vehicles, how expensive they are. Or if you have an older truck and you've got you know that original paint, you've taken care of it, and you want to make sure that it stays in that amazing condition. So we're going to be looking forward to doing that. Stay tuned. On today's episode, we're going to be talking all about 68 RFEs and they can be confusing if you have problems with them. There's a lot of different codes that you can get. Some of them are catastrophic codes where you're going to need to get a whole new transmission. Some of them aren't. And so we're going to be chatting with Frank from RevMax Converters. And I'm going to be asking him about 68 RFE issues, both electronically and with hard parts. And then what, as a, a truck owner, are you going to notice? You know, what, what kind of codes are ones where you can just clear them and keep driving? Other ones that are going to mean you need to stop driving and need to get a new valve body or a new pump or you need a whole new transmission. So there's going to be a lot of information. We know you guys have been asking for an episode like this for your third gen, fourth gen, and uh, fifth gen truck owners out there. Of What should I look for if my transmission's failing? So let's get to the podcast with Frank and chatting about 68 RFE issues and also fixes. Frank, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast for our transmission chat. I always enjoy chatting with you and I always learn something new that I didn't know and know a lot of our listeners do. They're always asking us questions about, hey, I've got this truck and my transmission's doing this. Uh, 
uh, what could it be? And so there's there's some uh, 16 RFE questions that I definitely have for you. But we were chatting beforehand, and you were telling me a little bit about the 10 speed Allison, and I wanted to know, you know, where are you guys at with with that? Are you guys you know able to ship them and you know get parts out for the guys that may have a, a need for an upgraded 10 speed? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, so in the 10 speed Allison, we are now officially shipping torque converters out now. Um, we've got uh, a triple disc converter available, triple disc built converter available for that. Um, we have that available on multiple stall speeds for pretty much any turbo setup, even though they're kind of they're just figuring these things out right now. Um, but we will have, we currently have, and we'll be able to de- uh, deliver to a customer any stall speed they could ever want in a triple disc for that setup. So that's, that's a big thing. And then we have just released our performance, complete performance exchange transmissions. So we can actually send you one of our exchange transmissions. You send your old one back. And uh, we can give you a you know brand new unit um, upgraded, and it's a, it's our we don't want to call it stage one, um, but it's it's our stage one basically. Over time, we're gonna it's going to develop into something bigger than what it is now. It does already have additional clutches and additional steels. Um, there are no built internals yet, but those are underway. And I would hope in the next 30 to 60 days, we'll have a uh, quite a few announcements to make on internal parts for the Allison 10 speeds as well. That is so cool that you guys are, you guys have an upgraded unit already. And we know the tuning side and the hard part side, that accelerates really quick. So pretty soon those trucks are going to be making power that nobody knew that they could. And then you guys already have the platform ready to go so you can get into the more, the other upgraded parts that, you know, what's a truck going to need at 900 horsepower or 800 or 1200 or whatever, you know, they make on the next the next set of upgrades that uh, some of the aftermarket companies are doing. So that's really helpful if you have a 10-speed Allison. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of work. Uh, it's been fun. Uh, again, as uh, we talked before, this unit's unlike anything that's ever been put into a diesel truck before. Pretty much all conventional thinking was thrown out the window. I mean, people had a hell of a time figuring out the 60 RFEs, and the 60 RFE is like kindergarten compared to this thing. Um, just a different animal, uh, way more complicated, um, just and a different thought process and engineering process into the design work. So it's definitely it was definitely a challenge and it's been fun. But uh, good things coming for everybody out there on those uh, currently on those things. So looking forward to having even more for those very soon. I'm glad you brought up 68 RFEs because that one's near and dear to my heart. It's my very first diesel truck I ever owned had a 68 RFE, <laughs> and it's one of the most. We get transmission questions. That's probably one of the most common ones in you guys are the expert on them and you probably get these kind of questions I'm sure every hour of every day but for our listeners out there I wanted to ask you a few as far as for a truck owner out there that has a 68 RFE and one of the biggest questions is my truck went into fail safe what is it and there's a lot of different things that can cause it but when somebody calls you and they say hey I think my transmission may have went out I don't know um, how, what what should I look for? How, how do I know if this is, you know, just something electronic or if it's a hard part failure? Or how do I know? Sure. So let's start and talk about the 60 RFE. The reason why it gives everybody fits is because it, it, it's in a very, very intelligent transmission. It knows everything about what it's doing inside, whereas its predecessors knew nothing what was going on, and they, there was 
pretty much almost, other than some valve body comp, you know, components or solenoids on a 47 or 48 RE, internally, you, the transmission didn't really know what it was doing. 68 knows. It's got input and output speed sensors. It's constantly watching those speed sensors. It's watching the solenoids. It's watching for amp changes. There's so much going on that it's always testing itself to make sure it's working properly. Along the way with adaptives, it's also constantly adapting to try to keep the shift the same the exact same shift as it would have been from day one up until the day it fails. So with all that going on, you can get some weird quirky shifts, some weird things that come along the way that doesn't necessarily mean your transmission's bad. Um, some people will, will complain about, you know, a weird downshift or a weird shutter or a weird flare. And a lot of those things that people are feeling are the adaptives trying to, trying to do things. Now, is there something else going on behind the scenes that's a greater issue? Possibly, but a lot of times not. Um, a lot of times, again, it also goes back to tuning. If the tune is a little bit off, you are going to have major transmission, you know, complaints that aren't necessarily a transmission that has failed, but if it's not checked out and something's not done about it, it will continue to progress to a transmission failure. I can guarantee you that. Now, we get a lot of calls on some common, uh, common issues that come up. Um, a lot of people will call here, and um, they'll have these weird um, uh, uh, codes, 2701, 2702, 2703, and 2704. Um, and what those co codes are, basically, they're saying they're, in they're inadequate um, clutch volume index volumes. And what that basically means is, is the computer is looking for this parameter. Uh, for the timing of the shift to take place. So in this much time, this shift should take place. And if it doesn't see that, it tries to adapt. And once the adaptation has gone so far to one side, it can no longer adapt anymore, and it will, uh, it will throw one of these codes for you. Now, 2701 through 2704, nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about, especially if you've got a tune in your transmission or an aftermarket valve body in your transmission. The reason why it's throwing that code is the shift is happening so quickly that the computer can't slow it down anymore. This, again, these codes are extremely common. I'd say on a built transmission, whether it's from us or any of our competition, or even a stock transmission with a valve body and tuning, I'd say 30 to 40% of the trucks out there will sometime throw one of those codes. Don't worry about it. It doesn't mean anything. Drive on. Now, there's other codes that are very prob problematic and uh, that are indicative of a failure, either that has happened or will happen. The most common is a PO871. So 871 is the overdrive solenoid switch valve that's in the valve body. If you throw that code, you've got a problem. It doesn't mean clear the code and keep driving. You pull an 871 code, it means stop driving your truck, limp it home nicely. If you're pulling a trailer, pull the trailer off of it and get the truck home. You need to replace your valve body. And that is the only code that you will throw that a valve body will help. If you have any other code other than an 871, just simply throwing a valve body at your transmission is not going to fix the problem. So if you're, if you're throwing a 740 code for converted clutch slippage or a 933, a 934, or a 935 for line pressure issues or any gear ratio code from 731 through 735, um, a valve body is not going to help you. It's too late. The damage is done. So that's where people need to understand that if you're going to be towing heavy, you're going to be turning the power up, and you want to keep your transmission alive, you do at least a valve body now. You don't wait until you have a problem. 
Because once the problem is there, the valve body will do you no good. The clutches are or they're glazed over, and there's not, you cannot bring them back to life. They're shot. So that's, that's the misconception in the phone call we get all the time is, hey, man, my trans is slipping. I need a valve body. Yeah, that's great, but you, you did need a valve body, but now you need a transmission. So do yourself a favor. Get the valve body ahead of time, not wait for the problem to happen. That's really good advice because if we think about truck owners who may have had that 47RE, that 48RE, and then they get a newer truck, what could be done on the older ones and the symptoms that they would exhibit, while they could be similar, there were there were those things like, oh, just throw a valve body in it. Or, you know, you, you could almost kind of drive drive around it unless, you know, you broke a shaft or something like that, but you could, what would fix them was totally different. And, you, you know, you have an issue with your 68 RFE, you, you jump online, you, you type in some symptoms, you, you know, end up on some forum or Reddit or something like that. And you read this post by a guy with a 48 RE, oh, I just threw a valve body in and it fixed it. And these are entirely different and so smart that just electronically, like the codes that you read off, you can tell what is going on. And I think the first time somebody hooks up a code reader to their, their truck and I see the transmission code error, and then there's other ones behind it is that there's that sense of panic and it can be really tough to find, you know, the answers like you just gave, like, you know, if you get these, it's not a big deal. They're going to throw these, or if you have these, you need to stop driving right now before this turns, you know, into an even more expensive repair. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's unfortunately for the consumer out there today, um, the landscape of where people are buying products from and how they're finding about, out about the products is a, kind of a disservice to the consumer. A lot of, we're seeing a lot of people like buying stuff through like Instagram and, and Facebook posts and people who think they know what they're talking about putting these posts up there or, or talking about products when in essence they know nothing about what they're talking about. Um, and you're also going to get that exact same service when you call those kind of places and you say, hey, uh, I'm getting this code. These guys don't know. You know, there's only a few companies out there, and it's the ones that have been around in the 68 since day one that really know what a code means or what an issue is if it's a real issue. Everyone else is kind of just guessing and learning as they go. Um, so you might get good advice. One day you might get bad advice, and I will tell people, the last place you want to look for advice is on a Facebook forum page or on the Internet. If you need help and you're trying to figure out if you have an issue, make a phone call to a reputable, long-term, you know, 68 builder in this case, and ask the question. Or, or, or shoot, it, shoot us an email or, or the other company email. But go on on a Facebook forum and having a keyboard jockey tell you what they think is wrong with your transmission is nine times out of ten going to send you down the wrong path, and you're going to spend a lot of money and be very disappointed when it's all said and done. There was a, a gentleman who had messaged us, and he, he did that. It was a 68 RFE, and I think he got like a converter and a valve body or something. And it was it was a failure in the clutch pack, so of course it didn't fix it. And then he does his research, and he decides to go with, you know, he wants to just get a complete unit built. He doesn't want to, you know, have it rebuilt or do it himself or anything like that. But he spent the money on the converter and the re and the valve body from someplace else. So then he feels like 
he wasted money on it because he can't use it in the new transmission. And it's just, like you said, at the, at the start, it's just so much simpler to just stop and get the advice from the people who do this for a living because that's what you guys are doing. And you've seen it all and heard it all over the last 11 years that these have been out. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, and, and I, can't, I can't stress enough. The internet is a great thing, okay? There's great stuff to learn there. But diagnosing transition problems for people that don't know what the hell they're talking about, which unfortunately is the majority of the people on there. They don't know what they're talking about, okay? They're feeding you bad information. You're going to get bad information. And like you're, the guy who, who you just talked about that bought a valve body and a torque converter, well, now he has a valve body and a torque converter from, from some random guy. Now he's got to figure out what he's going to do with this transmission now. He's going to have another random person buy a bunch of other random parts to put with these other random pieces and then have this Frankenstein unit that, that when he calls a troubleshoot that no one can help them, him with. Yeah. That's what we get. I'd say more and more every day, we're getting more and more of those calls where a guy picks up 12 different parts because some guy in this forum said this was the right part, and another guy in another forum said this is the right part, and then his buddy uses this part. They put this unit together, and it doesn't work. And they call us, even though we sold, maybe we sold them one part, or maybe we didn't sell them any parts, or maybe we sold them four parts. And they call us asking us to help them diagnose these issues to help them, and unfortunately... We can't because we have no clue how those parts even interact with one another because it's not the way we do it. So when you start taking a piece from one guy and a piece from another guy and a piece from the next guy, you better know what you're doing because you are going to be literally your own tech support service because no one's going to be able to help you because it's just a random bunch of stuff that part one from the first guy might be bad or it doesn't work correctly with the next part. And this is all stuff that is going around these days with bad information on the internet. Is that where we get into say the crate transmission setup or the complete transmission setups where that's another question that, that pops up is should I, should I get a rebuild kit or should I buy the full transmission? And I wanted to hear your, your answer and advice on which direction a truck owner should go. Well, that's a really good question. Actually a really good question. Uh, you know, People always, they look at the price of the transmission and their eyes, like, their mouths and my eyes open up like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. Well, there's a reason why they're so expensive. Yes, we can sell you all the same parts for thousands of dollars less, and you can do it yourself. But when you start doing that, you better have a guy that knows what he's doing. And, again, we're back to the same thing. You go on the Internet, and there's all these guys who say they've done so many of these transmissions, and they're experts. They're experts until they have a problem. And then they don't know what to do. So my advice to people out there is if you have good control over the person building the unit and you can honestly verify that this guy's been building units for years, not for weeks or months or a year, he's had units out there for years and years and years, and they actually work, and there's hundreds of them out there, preferably, if not dozens, okay, not just a few that have worked for a few weeks. They've been out there for a long time. They've been tested and vetted, and they know they work. And you have good control over that particular builder. 
then and you can get it done cheaper, then sure, buy the parts. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. We'd be happy to sell the parts you want. But you've got to understand that your builder better know what he's doing if he's not buying all the parts from us because we will not be able to help him when he buys part from, you know, from vendor A, vendor B, vendor C. We only know what ours will do with our parts. We have a blueprinted design. We know how it works. And if you call him with a particular question or problem, we can solve it. But if you start adding other pieces to that puzzle that we don't use here, we can't help you. And you may think that we're giving you bad service. It's not bad service. We're not going to lie to you and, 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 and tell you we know how to fix it. We don't know how to fix things that we haven't tested here before. So if, you, if you're okay with that and the inherent risk of saving, you know, a couple thousand dollars, which is not – that's a lot of money, okay? But there's inherent risk in saving those couple of thousand dollars versus buying a unit from us or one of our competitors. If you have any question, build, any question out there at all about the builder or his expertise, you're better off buying a crate unit from us or one of the competitors because you will save money in the long run. I promise you. We see it time and time again. Every single day we get that phone call. We've tried to build this. It doesn't work, blah, 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 blah. And we wind up getting this unit back with a mismatch of parts. They all, most of them go in the trash because we're not going to use them. And the guy has to buy a whole new unit again. And that is the worst feeling ever because now instead of, say, instead of spending like $6,000, you're spending nine or $10,000 because the first three or 4000 you spent just went down the drain. Yeah. And that's where, you know, like as a consumer, there's some things that I will – you know, piece together, get something from here or there. But when it comes to my truck, there's that peace of mind that I know the person who put it together has probably assembled hundreds of them and they can do it with such regularity and precision because that's what they're, that's what they're an expert at doing that for me, I'd rather wait and save up or spend the extra money for the person that's putting it together. Cause I, I can, I can read about the parts. I know about the parts. I know about the R and D that goes into it. But if you don't have someone that knows what they're doing and they assemble it, it doesn't matter how great the parts are. Agreed. And that, and that goes back to this time and use a 60 RV, for example, use a turbo forerunner or a power glide, um, in a, in a, you know, in a, in a race car application, a drag car application, there are umpteen million different parts on the market. And I can tell you firsthand that a lot of them do not work well with, with the next part. No different than a computer or any other electronic device in your, in your, in your house or, your, or in your truck or whatever you want to you know, look at. Yes, it works with a, a Windows computer. You hook it up to your computer and it goes nuts. It doesn't work. Okay? Yes, it works with this receiver for your audio video stuff. You try and it doesn't work. Just because the, someone says it's the best thing doesn't mean it's the best thing. You also have to have the recipe to know, well, hey, if I use this clutch drum, I need to machine this other part by this much to make it work, or I need to run my clearances at this clearance level to make these parts work. It's not just take this nice shiny billet part out of box and put it in there, it's going to work. It, and that's what people are doing out there these days. They think they know what they're doing. They just take these parts, they put them in, and they go on Instagram or Facebook, and they put this long laundry list of all these parts they put in this transmission, and a really cool and a picture of this transmission with a bright paint job on it. Yeah. Well, that's that's great. That's and I laugh at those. I laugh. I'm like, oh, okay. You, and you look at these build lists, and we've seen some of these products come through here, and you're like, oh man, I hope he did this, this, or this because it's not going to work. So that's 
that's where the buyer beware comes in, into play. You know, up until two years, even a year ago, this internet builder phenomenon thing where everyone's a builder, um, and which kind of, I hate to say it, kind of came in t- tune with when the EPA started cracking down on shops. Well, the shops lost their revenue for their deletes and the stuff they were doing. Well, now everyone's a transmission builder. Well, I hate to break it to you, they're not all transmission builders. Very few of them actually are transmission builders. The majority of them don't know the first thing about the stuff, and maybe they went to a class at some research development class somewhere for one day, and now they're transmission builders. That's not a transmission builder, unfortunately. Just like a doctor, it, just because he, he went on YouTube and started watching videos is not a doctor. There's, there's wisdom and there's schooling, and a doctor that just came out of school yesterday even though he went through all that school and training, he doesn't have the wisdom and the practice to be the best doctor out there. It takes time. It's, it's like a, a specialty. You know, there's, there's some engine builders that I, I've chatted with. You know, we're, we're talking before the podcast or something, and I'm asking them about their race vehicle or something that they work on. I'm like, well, did you build a transmission? They're like, oh, no, I don't touch the transmissions. I do the engines, but I, I, I leave the transmissions up to the transmission experts. And we do that with a lot of other parts of our vehicle. You know, and it's it's something, especially on on the newer ones, like you mentioned, with the electronics and the clearances and how precise and smart the computers are on them. That you really got to know what you're doing, and that kind of you know segues in a way to like the the shop owners and the mechanics that listen to the podcasts that are out there, where you know some of them just do the great transmissions. They want to call up RevMax and get the 850 or the 550, and, you know, they, they have it all dialed in for replacing them. Other ones build, you know, their transmissions. And I wanted to ask you about that part of it, where the rebuilders out there that you guys do work with, where they do call you up and say, hey, I got this, you know, project truck we're working on, and can you guys do something for this? Or, um, you know, they they might build 60 RVs, they might build 40 RVs. But what kind of relationship do you guys have with repair shops and transmission builders that are out there where you guys work hand-in-hand if they do want those rebuild kits? Well, we back in the day, we, we used to have what we called our dealer network or our preferred partners. And um, here, here is the issue with that. Yeah, we used to sell these guys parts and they used to build stuff. And some of them are great shops, just like you said. I mean, we have some of the greatest shops that we deal with. There are some amazing people out there. So I don't want to classify everyone in this, you know, this, 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 discussion but there are some awesome shops out there with talented people that know what they're doing the problem is is when we refer these customers to these different shops the quality from job one to job number five and the customer service from job one to job number five was and again not everybody but there was a lot of times when we did that that the first customer would have a great result the second customer would have an okay result, and by the fifth customer, we'd be getting calls and complaints that this shop is, is, isn't getting their work done, it's broken five times, and they're calling us to get upset with us when we have nothing to do with it. So we have, uh, unfortunately because of that, we've kind of taken a hands-off policy of we'll sell you the parts, you pick who you want to do with it, but we're not going to refer a third party to do transmission work. If you want a transmission done, we will do it correctly, and we'll do it the right, you know, the right way here. But if you want to go on your own and have one built locally or somewhere else or closer to you, again, buyer beware, it's on you. We'll sell him or you or whomever the parts, but you, again, need to figure out, you know, you know, make sure he's a good shop and make sure he's going to be able to support you after the sale. 
because that's when things, you know, when things, when things go great, every builder's good. But when things start going south and they can't figure out the problems, that's when you weed out, you know, the, 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 the cream rises very quickly to the top on that. Well, how many times do you guys get a call where someone says, hey, uh, you know, I got this, I got your unit in my truck and it, it failed. It, it, you know, I'm getting these codes and the fluid's darkened up and you ask them some questions and they're like, oh, no, it's yours because they got underneath it and saw a pan. Or it was painted a certain <laughs> color and they think it's yours, but it's really not. Um, three to five times a day, <laughs> uh, it, it, or the, or again, like we talked about before, the shop bought one part from us, one $90 part from us. And now they think it's a RevMax transmission. Um, or, you know, again, it has a panel to say ours or it's painted the color as ours is. And, and unfortunately what happens more times than not, it's not really the, the bad shop mentality. So I don't want to say that's what's happening. It's actually the, the guy who's selling this truck. They'll yeah. sell the next guy th- this truck, and they'll tell him it has all this stuff. In fact, there was a really nice guy who came in here yesterday who I talked to for like an hour about the setup, setup he bought. He thought he bought. Well, he took it all out and brought it to me, and he got nothing. He got a valve body, literally bought a valve body. And the guy told me he had a full-built, you know, RevMax 700 series transmission and blah, blah, blah. It, no, it was painted. It looked nice, but there was nothing inside of it. Um, it wasn't one of our units. and Unfortunately, that's what we see a lot, and it's and it, it not necessarily even so much times on the guy who who is a face-to-face transaction who told him that it had this. Guy buys a truck from Joe's used car, you know, car lot, gets home, looks underneath it. Oh man, that's a Revmax transition. It's got black with with a gray pan. Well, it's because of black with a gray pan. It means a Revmax transmission, and they they get then they think they've got one, and then they and then they have something happen to it. And then it's like, oh, a red machine doesn't work. Well, they, they get it out. It's not one of our units. And that, that's what we're getting a lot of is, I mean, again, these trucks have been out now for, what, almost 13 years. So there's a lot of them that have traded, you know, two, three, four, five times down the road, new owners. And the stories don't go with the truck. People just, you know, buy this truck and they try to figure out what they got. I think that's, that's one of the really important things like about this conversation that we're having is you know, there's a lot of people who listen to it and they get into that. They're looking at a truck and it can either be, you know, the, the seller is you know selling it like that, or maybe they were told that when they bought it and that's what they think they have. And then an issue can arise. It could be eight years later, 10 years later, four years later. And the quickest, easiest thing to do is just like look underneath and, oh, I see the pan. Oh, that must be what it is. And so doing, doing the research, you know, and I'm sure that there's a way that if somebody called and said, hey, is this one of your units? And with a couple of questions, you guys could figure out if it is or isn't can oh, really yeah. help protect the, either the new owner or, you know, whatever the situation may be to find out, is this a RevMax unit built at your facility and what stages, you know, what power levels it rated for, what went into it, what year was it built, who built it? Yeah. And it's very easy. When a customer calls, I mean, all of our units are all signed. There's a call of signature series for a reason. They're all signed by the builder who built them. They built them from the beginning to the end. And then there's a serial number on the unit. It's very easy to tell if it's one of ours. I mean, I, now, could someone unscrupulously do that and put a number on there? Yeah, I guess, but... I haven't seen that yet. I don't. I hope we don't ever see that come. That'd be that'd be disgusting. I hope that never happens. But yeah, I mean, if a customer's got one of our units, 
and they think it's one of ours, it's really easy to tell if it's one of ours. Put a mirror, look at the bell housing with a flashlight, and if it's got a signature and a serial number next to it, you can call us with that, and we can tell you what it is. That simple. One of my favorite things to do when we chat is to ask you what's coming up because we like to get the inside scoop. And oh, I know you guys man. have been busy. Yeah. What do you guys got coming up for the, the transmission world? Well, there, there's a lot coming out right now. Um, uh, in the 68 land, we have got a new drum that we just released, which um, a lot of people are liking the Sonics drum, which is it, it's a good drum. It's good for a stock application. Um, but we've now incorporated our 700 series drum that will now work with the Sonics drum that you do not need to do the, the unfortunately, when you use the Sonics outer drum where the ceiling area is, They've, you've had to put a, a, um, a ring on there that has to be staked in place, which can leak, which can dislodge. A lot of little issues that can happen from that ring area um, where it's pressed on the little aluminum ring they press on. So we've now made our 700 drum with a different diameter that now matches a Sonics drum, which is now a direct, direct drop-in. So you can go ahead and run that Sonics drum with a 700 drum and have a really, really good setup versus just having an okay setup. Um, along with that, we've also released, uh, it's been out for a little while now, but um, the R60 RV billet overdrive clutch hubs, um, those clutch hubs have longer teeth on them. They allow you to get more frictions in the drums. They're made of 300M steel out of one piece. They don't break. Um, um, if you're going to build a 68, it's almost just as important as an input shaft because unlike an input shaft, when that guy breaks, it takes the entire transmission with it. So when image shaft breaks, it can be an easy snap and put a shaft in it. When this breaks, you're buying a whole core or three cores of a unit inside to replace it. So definitely a really cool part we finally came out with um, for that. And then we also are about to release in the next week um, our new steel 60 RV um, input clutch drum. So currently our drums are made out of aluminum. Um, they're hard anodized. Um, but over time, they will still all wear, and eventually the clutches will dig in at, at some point. It doesn't matter what you do. It will happen at some point. So we've actually went ahead and we made a billet steel inner drum now. Um, we're going to offer that for the 700 series, for the 850 series, and then, which we'll talk about at another show, the new units we have coming out, which are the largest capacity units we've ever made, and uh, big, big things coming on that. I think people are really excited once we talk about that, but I'm not going to, we can't discuss it yet, but there are some new 68 units coming out that we hope to be able to uh, discuss, disclose and discuss with you guys, maybe in our next chat next month. That's going to be really exciting. I, I'm going to make a mental note that that's the first thing I'm going to ask you when we chat next is, is it out and can we talk about it? Because there's so much interest and there's so many of these trucks out there. And the power levels just keep getting higher and higher and higher on them. And so it's, it's exciting that like what used to be the ceiling just keeps getting higher with the, the innovations and the engineering and the development, and the testing. The, yeah. Whoever thought a 68 would hold 800 horsepower, whoever thought that day would happen, right? It's happening oh. every day. It's happening yeah. every day now versus, you know, back in the day it was, can it make, can it hold 400 horsepower? No, not really. So <laughs> where we've gone to from where we started and especially the guys that haven't gone, been along for the ride, the younger guys that have just gotten into this thing now, they don't understand how far we are from where we were before. Uh, it's, as you know, Patrick, you had your first one. Back in the day, 
if you a 50 horsepower chip was asking way too much. So you, we have literally progressed so far, and uh, people are still aren't happy where we're at, you know, as far as the 68 world. But I mean, come on, at some point you got to be pretty impressed with where we got to. It's pretty cool. Oh, for sure. I was scared when I put a 60 horsepower tow tune way back, <laughs> way back when. <laughs> it was on borrowed time. You never time. knew what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I appreciate never your time know. today, Frank, and, and your expertise yep. as always. Answering those questions that that uh, people ask and helping to make good decisions when that comes time to having to upgrade or you know repair their transmission so it's a pleasure as always you got it man don't forget diesel fans if you haven't got any questions about your 68 rfe or issues that you're having with it go to revmaxconverters.com check out what they have for information and products or just give them a call I'm more than happy to chat with you guys and we also want to remind you to get 25 dollars off at avalonking.com just use diesel 25 and you get 25 dollars off your order Until next time, keep the shiny side up.